Hello and welcome to Strategy Distilled for April. This is Mike Baxter of Goal Atlas. And today we're going to be talking about how to think big in strategy. Inertia, narrow mindset, risk aversion, aren't these all the things that strategy is meant to overcome? The entrenched small thinking. And whilst leaders might debate just how big they want their strategic thinking to be, what might be thought of as transformation by one leader might be seen as a reckless bet in the future by another, few would disagree with the need to think big. Bradley Hurt and Smith's book Strategy Beyond the Hockey Stick suggests that the critical success factor in strategy is to make big moves, focusing resources in a limited number of places where they will make most difference. In general, making no bold moves is probably the most dangerous strategy of all. But how do we think big strategically? There are three ideas we're going to explore here that can help at different stages of strategy scoping and strategy development. The first is principled as opposed to constructed strategy. The second is grand challenges and the third is grand strategy. So principled strategy, surprisingly enough, comes from Albert Einstein. Writing in a letter to the Times newspaper in 1919, Einstein explained how different kinds of theories in physics should be distinguished. Most theories he suggested are constructive. They attempt to build up a picture of the more complex phenomenon out of the materials of a relatively simple formal scheme from which they start out. The kinetic theory of gases is one such theory. It begins with the physical molecular constituents of gas and how they interact. It is from these constituents that the more general theory is built up or constructed. A second class of theories Einstein calls principal theories. These employ analytic, not synthetic, methods. They are based on natural processes, which in physics are usually mathematically formulated. The science of thermodynamics, for example, seeks to explain how heat, work and temperature interact, given the universal principle that perpetual motion is impossible. In strategy too, it seems that this distinction between constructed versus principled thinking may be valuable. How often is a strategy constructed to give a semblance of coherence to a disparate array of facts? We're losing market share, we're suffering price erosion and our competitors are launching more new products than we are. So we need an innovation strategy that'll fix all our woes. Or we have poor staff survey results and high levels of staff turnover. So we need to transform ourselves into a talent brand. These are courses of actions designed to resolve a particular construction of the challenges faced by the organisation. By contrast, a principled strategy would focus on some of the natural processes shaping the organisation. One obvious way to do so is to base strategy on the lived values within the organisation. And of course, you can learn more about values-based strategy in my recent book, Core Values. 
So your strategy could be built around your sense of community, your customer focus, or your agility in response to changes in your market. Grand challenges. A grand challenge is a difficult but important problem defined to stimulate focused, collective and collaborative effort by a wide range of individuals and organisations on solving this challenge. From their origins in finding solutions to unsolved mathematical puzzles or resolving key global health problems and sustainable development, grand challenges are fundamental in their need to capture both imagination and support. For strategy, adopting the notion of grand challenges enables you to think big by identifying the greatest needs of your organisation that will both inspire and align all those involved in meeting those needs. In his recent book, The Crux, Richard Rumelt suggests that the crux of any strategy is to identify the most important challenges facing the organisation that are addressable and likely to be resolved by coherent action. Identifying and prioritising challenges is, therefore, a great starting point in the development of any strategy. A challenge can be an opportunity or a threat, an aspiration or a driver that can help you scope out your strategy. And here are some common examples in strategy. Increase our profit margin, become market leader in our sector, reduce our staff churn, respond to forthcoming government regulations on whatever, reduce the carbon footprint of our transport fleet, increase the range and quality of our marketing output. To go grand on a given set of strategic challenges is to ask if they are a component part of a bigger issue, a symptom of a greater cause or an aspect of a broader trend. If they are, would strategy be better to focus on the grand challenge? So to run through our examples again, should we aim to be more effective and efficient as an organisation and use profit margin as one measure of success? Should we aim to be more competitive and use our rank in market leadership as a measure of success? Should we develop a more employee-centric culture and use staff churn as a measure of success? Should we aim to be more resilient and use our ability to respond to regulatory change as that measure of success? Should we become more environmentally sustainable and use our carbon footprint as an indicator of progress? Should we aim to lead our competitors in share of mind in our key customers and use the range and quality of our content output as a measure of that success. And then grand strategy. The concept of grand strategy has military origins where a strategy would set out how to undertake a battle or a campaign. Grand strategy would define how a nation sets out to achieve its national interests, including by armed conflict. So grand strategy would determine how to allocate resources amongst various services, including military services, how to support various types of manufacturing, including the manufacturing of armaments, 
and which international alliances to enter into. More generally, grand strategy can be thought of as higher strategy. And a simple way to make sense of this is to think of corporate strategy being higher than the business unit strategies across that corporation, or organisational strategy being higher than the functional strategies of departments within that organisation. To use the concept of grand strategy to help you think big strategically, you must ask yourself if your current thoughts and strategy are actually a component part of something more long-term, something broader or more expansive, something deeper and more insightful. Are your current thoughts on strategy actually the sub-strategy that sits under a grander strategy? In a way, the thinking process is similar to the one I just described for grand challenges. I, however, tend to use them as separate ways of thinking big because they apply at different stages of strategy development. It's useful to think of grand challenges early in strategy development as the ideas underpinning your strategy are starting to coalesce. Grand strategy applies much later as your entire strategy is beginning to take shape. Similar tools and processes can, however, be used for both. Here are two that I use. Strategy mapping. By teasing apart the why-how logic connecting the goals within a strategy, you can keep asking why to get to grander challenges and grander strategic ideas. And root cause analysis, which sets out to systematically prevent and solve underlying issues rather than just treating ad hoc symptoms. So you can use the notions of principled strategy, grand challenges and grand strategy to help you think big about strategy. This is not to say that you will lose focus, rather that you will challenge the inertia, narrow mindset and risk aversion that can often leave strategy as a small step towards tweaking business as usual, rather than the transformational change that moves your organisation forward and takes everyone along with you. So then, a couple of strategy snippets this month that you might have missed. The first is care as a big thinking theme for strategy. It was as I was pulling together my ideas on big thinking and strategy that I bumped into the concept of care in a number of different contexts. Inevitably, I started wondering if this was a useful big thinking theme to apply to strategy. Potentially, I could see it applying in several different ways. Customer care sounds like a more purposeful theme than simply customer experience. Caring for employees might be a good theme to anchor a people strategy to. And maybe caring for all stakeholders is fundamental to the new stakeholder capitalism movement. For anyone wanting to explore the concept of care in more depth, there are two good resources I've found on the principles of care. The first, the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy's entry on care ethics, and Boris Groy's 2022 book on the philosophy of care. And two books I found on how the concept of care has been used to drive political change are 
The Care Collective's 2020 book, The Care Manifesto, The Politics of Interdependence, The Politics of Compassion, and the Boston Review's 2020 book, The Politics of Care from COVID to Black Lives Matter. And finally, some wise words on strategy. Professor Susan Lee published some reflections recently on turning around a struggling university, and it included these wise words on strategy. Firstly, strategy needs to be parsimonious, distinctive, memorable, and well socialized. Secondly, delivering strategic success requires dialogue, decision, and delivery. And thirdly, taking people with you is a sine qua non of leadership. Great stuff, Professor Susan Lee. And that's it from Strategy Distilled for April 2023.